You're listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast with your host, Ali Bunker. Yes, hello and welcome to The People's Wrestling Podcast. I am, of course, your host, Ali Bunker. Uh, and as as it, with every week, I'm joined by Aiden Bunker. And as with every week, I'm assuming, Aiden, that you're right. Hitting the nail on the head. Nail on head. Um, just, it's still never going to transition past right, I mean... Yeah, you almost you almost moved out. You, you kind of got your own flat sorted. This is my the story arc that you guys are all, all then the listeners are all following me on. Will <laughs> will I ever sure, be better than all right? I'm not sure many other people are invested. It's just me. That's the same amount as listening to the podcast. So <laughs> find me. Um, also this week, Matt, you are with us. Matt, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Feeling a little bit better this week. Yeah, things are things are moving up. Moving up in the world, hey. Moving up in the world, and we sort of confirmed this week that we're going to Mania. I thought, I say confirmed. I provisionally booked a hotel for us, which I don't have to pay until we actually get there or when we check out, and I can cancel it before <laughs> on the day before. So you know, yeah, it's, it's a first step. It's a tiny commitment. <laughs> Sounds to me like Ali's paying for us. <laughs> that is not the case. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I also figured out, Matt, that it isn't the place that you said. <laughs> it's got the same. Oh, it's, got, it's got a very similar name. This just in. That's tri- a liar. It's got, no, you, you, your place that you said does exist because obviously you've been there. But um, I just, I just gone with the name Wyndham, and there's another place called Trip by Wyndham. So Wyndham are obviously a group of hotels. Uh, it's T Y T R Y P, which is not how you spell Trip. Edgy. More like Tripe. Um, but by you Wyndham hotels. Stay there. And it's a really nice hotel, and it's it's actually a little bit more expensive than the Wyndham Gardens. So when I when I previously booked it, about five minutes later, I saw the other one. Was like, oh, should have gone with that one. <laughs> but it's actually a bit closer to the MetLife, but not as close to the airport. But, uh, That's fine. The, the problem is the transport. Transport, the yeah, yeah. So well, uh, again, they can just be cancelled at any time. But you know, it's it's just a tiny little step in the right direction. Yeah, it means we're looking, and means we're going to go. I just need to find another job. Like on top of the job I have <laughs> to fund, <laughs> in order to fund both that and Australia. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell the flat I haven't moved into yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we can do it. We can do it. We can do it. Um, Credit card city. <laughs> yes. Credit card payday city. Bitch. No, not payday loans. Unless one of them <laughs> wants to sponsor our podcast, in which case, Wonga, go for it. <laughs> Uh, or quick quid or whatever you are. There are other payday loan companies. We can be the Quick and Loans podcast. <laughs> um, but yes, there are other pod, uh, payday loan companies out there. Just don't use them. Just don't use them. Anyway, on to more serious matters, much more serious than financial debt. Uh, on to some wrestling. Uh, Aiden, you've got a little new feature for us, which we may be able to do every week. Depends on the interesting story you've got. But go for it. Knock yourself out. Yes, hello everybody and welcome to... <laughs> Why did this become so formal? I was talking to the audience. Right, right okay. Um, welcome to the first instalment of On This Day. On This Day. So, as you can probably tell by the name, we'll do a... I wouldn't be able to tell what you're about to do. We'll do a brief little roundup of um, events from WWE and maybe external sources, depending on how interesting they are. Um, things that happened on this day in history. Okay. Sounds Wrestling related. Yeah. 
Well, it doesn't have to be wrestling related, but as long as it's under the WWE's banner, like, yeah. it doesn't have to be a match or anything. But we've got three for you today. Would go you like to hear them? Yeah, go for it. So, nah. one half of the uh, deleters of worlds, former Raw Tag Team Champions, Matt Hardy. Remember when he got fired from WWE in 2005-ish? I do, yeah. That was a bit of a shock at the time. It was, yeah. Well, in 2005, on this day, he made his in-ring return to WWE uh, in a match against what looks like, I don't know, Val Venus? Or no, Gene Snitsky. Gene Snitsky. Matt Hardy wins and then is immediately attacked by Edge to set up their SummerSlam match. It wasn't his fault. No, never is Gene Snitsky's fault. Um, Yeah. That happened in 2005. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, that SummerSlam match. It was SummerSlam, wasn't it, with Edge? Yes. Um, that was short-lived. Mm, yeah, I suppose. I've never really heard them talk about that match either, because I, I imagine, because now they're good friends, they uh, probably don't want to relive that period of time. Uh, uh, Ed, Ed just talked about it on his podcast a couple of times. Has he? Um, how, how he said, like, it, how it can be difficult in when things get kind of personal, but um, the true professionals put it to one side and just do what's best for the company um and, and they also, they uh, both just kind of buried the hatchet well not buried the hatchet but have just said look we're both in a job here let's go and put up, do the best match possible yeah. which didn't did. happen <laughs> well <laughs> mainly because matt hardy uh smashed into a turnbuckle to death. um but yeah so that happened um this day on this day in 2002 a match which i don't know many people thought they would see ever ever um i don't know if we have seen it since or wanted to see <laughs> oh yeah that's true um current universal champion brock lesnar took on hulk hogan how about that wow. and this was just on an episode of smackdown just an episode of smackdown and i think this bizarre. was the match where um brock lesnar just bear hugged him to death yeah <laughs> um, typical hogan to be fair so yeah, that's a bit of a, a moment, isn't it? Um, Brock won, right? Yeah. Yes. yes he did. Surprisingly enough that Hogan actually put someone over. <laughs> um, and last but certainly not least, in, some, in my opinion anyway, on this day in 2010, WWE signed, who would then go on to be the architect, the, the man, the, what's his other King nickname? Slayer. The King Slayer. The man who's currently burning it down over the IC title with Dolph Ziggler. Who? Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Seth Rollins. Oh, yeah. okay. Seth Rollins. At the time, it was Tyler Black. <laughs> Tyler Black. Um, yeah. Big deal. Eight Big years deal. he's been in the WWE uh, umbrella. That's gone quick. That means he's been in the WWE longer than people like Stone Cold Steve Austin were active in the WWE. I suppose when was was Austin ninety five? Austin signed in ninety five. You finished in two thousand three. That's eight years. That's eight years. Okay, so he's been about the same amount of time. Yeah, longer than well, about yeah, about the same as The Rock as well. Yeah. Not excluding not including his second run. Yeah, well, The Rock's obviously come back and gone again and come back and gone again <laughs> and gone back and gone again. Hasn't he, Matt? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, a big. Big, big moment for yeah. uh, Seth Rollins. What's his real name again? Colby Lopez. Col- Colby. Lopez, Colby. I think. Colby. 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 Colby Lopez. 
I think it's Lopez almost certain. Something is Bannock sounding, isn't it? Yeah. Seth Rollins sounds a lot better. Seth Rollins. Um, but yeah, thanks for your uh, your new segment, Aiden. That's all right. Oh, I can top that. Oh. No. How are you going to do that? I can top it. Yesterday, it's been one year since we released our first ever podcast. Oh, would you look at that? A whole year were you smucks. Our, our most ever listened to episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, legitimately. What are you? <laughs> what do you mean? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> All our listeners are legitimate. Um, yeah. Remember that day? Vaguely. I do remember that day. I remember... It was t- Matt's, right? Yeah. I remember turning up and going, right, what, we what do? the fuck were we going <laughs> to talk about? <laughs> I remember having, like, what, like one mic between us? We had one. And it was a shitty mic, wasn't even the good one. Yeah. It didn't work very well. It was really quiet and hard to listen to. Yeah. We couldn't work out how to get two mics recording. That's what the problem was. Sound quality was terrible. Two laptops and try and stitch them together. Remember when we used to have to do that? Yeah, that came further down the line. Um, Yeah, I remember you having definitely not printed off an opening paragraph. (laughs) When I used to actually do prep for each podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Can't remember what that feels like. Um. Yeah, and just talking about why we started watching, when we started watching, and why we wanted to do a broadcast. Yeah. Look at us now. Why did we want to do the podcast? <laughs> yeah, Worst knows. decision of my God life. God knows. So many hours lost on a Wednesday. <laughs> that was, I think this was even before we had an episode where Ken Shamrock was like one of our followers. One of our, our literal like, celebrity follower. I think one of, one of our, our first 20. followers, yeah. <laughs> I think we might have been our first three followers. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was in our top first 20. Yeah, which was crazy. So random, because yeah. we'd never once tweeted him or messaged him or anything. It was just completely out of the blue. It's like he was just searching for... Like he was just searching for wrestling podcasts. How odd. Ken Shamrock, a very odd man. But we'd like him on our podcast, so please get in touch, Ken. We know you listen. But don't kill me. You've been you've been listening since day one-ish. Yeah, ish. Um... So yeah, that was, the, that was how PWP was, well, well, celebrated its first episode. Now it's a year on. We should do some sort of celebration drink or something. Yeah, I don't see why not. So whenever whenever you're up, Matt, we'll go, we'll have a pint. To toast the uh, People's Wrestling Podcast. What a year it's been, eh? What a year it's been. We're 100% on quizzes as a team. Oh, yeah, undefeated. Undefeated. Um, so, what, so what's going on? So this time last year, we were ramping up SummerSlam. We were. So, so we would have been looking forward to... Brock Lesnar was... Still the Universal Champion. <laughs> that was the fatal four-way. Fatal four-way, yeah, for the title. Joe, Strowman, Roman, and Brock. And Brock, yeah, which was a hell of a match. Like, just fun. Which, what was, a, what was like, looking to be a really amazing SummerSlam turned out yeah. to be really dull until yeah. that last match. Yeah, that's true. Because I can't remember any of the rest of it. Um, Miz on the pre-show with, with the Hardys in front of ten people. Yeah. Um, Ambrose and Rollins doing but they they they, the they won the titles off the bar. Won the titles from the bar, yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it, really. Women's title matches. So it would probably be title election. Oh, Na- Natalia <laughs> beat um, Naomi. Naomi. Yeah. And yeah, it would have been Alexa. I'm actually really excited for it. Yeah, same. Yeah, I was, I was great. When they were running it down on SmackDown, I was like, these are some big matches. Yeah. Yeah, I did until I until I've seen that uh, 
like package when they put it all together. I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm looking forward to something. And then I was like, damn, yeah, there are some good matches. Yeah, there's like some of the stories going in, mainly on the SmackDown side, but some of the stories going in are very strong. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's the stories and the star power. It's a shame we're surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, did you see, obviously, that WWE, well, this week the WWE announced that, well, there's been speculation anyway, that it's going to be another seven-hour show. Yeah, well, I thought, I thought that was confirmed, well, but like basically when all the pay-per-views became four-hour ones, that these ones are now five-hour ones. Yeah. So, you know, that's it's a just long, too much. Long like, there are a lot of matches, but it's just too much. Yeah, I know. WrestleMania was a lot, lot to sit through. <laughs> Bless you. Oh, Jesus. Um, so, yeah, hopefully SummerSlam won't be too much of a, a slog to get through. Have we decided what we're doing yet? Nope. Nope. Um, should probably get that decided pretty soon. <laughs> you get that decided. <laughs> well, no, we've got two weeks. Well, less than two weeks now, right? Um, yeah. Matt, any, any indication of what you may or may not do? Um, I'll have to talk to you offline about that, just in case anyone's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds mysterious. Stop. Yeah. Fair C- enough. Closure is clear. <laughs> um, as our only listener, um, Aiden, what, you are you up for maybe going to MK11 again or all over can that? Isn't it? Day, day off work the next day. Um, I can do whatever I want at my place. I'm untouchable. Big man, big man. I left. Hope they're, hopefully they're not listening. <laughs> Even if they are, what are they going to do? Fire me? I'm the only one who knows what I'm doing in that place. Probably. Um, yeah, I can do what I want, so... Big words. Just as long as I have a couple of weeks notice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure... Oh, I can't have the whole day off the next day, but I'm pretty sure I can get the morning, so I'm all right. As long as Frankie lets you. As long as Frankie lets She works from home now. How annoying is that? I don't know. She can come pick us up. <laughs> no, no, she will we'll not. Be, we'll be if it's another well, like will, will seven hour by then. Um, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> if it's another seven hour pay per view, by the time that we'll be done, Frank will be getting up for work, so she can she just pop down. <laughs> she doesn't get up that early. Her walk to work is ten seconds. If that, five seconds <laughs> down the stairs. Not even no, up the, not even down across the, the hall, across the landing, into the spare room. Sat down at her desk, occasionally downstairs to make herself some coffee. <laughs> Living the dream. Sounds like a great, sounds like a great job. Yeah, she's liking, she's liking it. Anyway, on to more relevant (laughs) topics. Monday Night Raw. Do we have to? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're going to cover Monday Night Raw. It came from Jacksonville, Florida, Um, and I cannot remember the name of the arena. Probably something stupid, like it normally is. Um, And Aiden, you made a point of this actually on Twitter of the way that Raw has kicked off for the last however long. Uh, years. You kind of just knew just five years going to follow the exact same pattern. Yeah, it's t- it bothers me. And I, I know it shouldn't bother me that much. Like, well, not, not now if, uh, anyway. Anything that happens on wrestling shouldn't bother us that much. Oh, yeah. But it does. It, it shouldn't bother, start bothering me now. And it hasn't started. It's been bothering me it's for years. Bubbling under. But just the fact that... When Raw starts, you know what's going to happen. You're going to get somebody comes out to cut a promo, be that Kurt Angle or usually someone like Roman Reigns. Um, that person will subsequently get interrupted by a superstar or Kurt Angle. Um, 
they'll have a bit of a, an alter, uh, a verbal altercation and then they'll either get interrupted again by another superstar and those two will end up in a match or they won't get interrupted but Kurt Angle will put the other person in a match anyway yeah. um, and week after week month after month year after year it's been the same did it with Kurt Angle did it with Mick Foley did it with Stephanie and Triple H it's just it would just be nice for once to have the show just kick off with a match no segment uh, promo into a match just a match because like used to happen a lot more back in the day and it really gets the crowd going straight off the bat as long as you have a good decent uh, yeah, show, as long as, yeah. yeah this is good not, I don't want to see Titus O'Neil and AOP or something <laughs> um, yeah you're right pattern which has been going which is almost as old as time um, it's just unoriginal and if you think about it logically if you are making a three hour TV show you don't have a promo segment at the beginning um, because you don't know what that's going to lead okay you do because you're writing it but you shouldn't know what that's going to lead to you shouldn't know that that's going to create a match for you yeah. so like are you you still manage to fit the rest of your match planned matches into the rest of the show but you're making unpredicted matches throughout the show as well like it doesn't make Brock sense is. yeah it's like with Brock Lesnar and that backstage and that but it's like when when you think about it in in kayfabe terms kurt angle was planning raw this week um without with roman reigns not having a match yeah it wasn't until roman reigns interrupted him that he put him in a match and then he always so, had two <laughs> yeah so what, what 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 was the plan for roman yeah. In kayfabe terms, was Kurt Angle just going to give him the night off? Yeah, that's not so. what the fans wanted to see. Have you heard the Have you heard the theory regarding Roman Reigns and uh, about WWE paying people? Yeah, this this made me laugh so much. This guy, have you? Seen, I can't remember what his Twitter name was, but the guy is an absolute joke. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> it was, there was some guy who was claiming that he's had like insiders confirmed to him that over the last three years WWE have been paying audience members to cheer for Roman Reigns they've been paying them to scrap their anti-Reigns like signs and merch um, and yeah they've been paying them up to like 80 to 100 dollars per show or something and like supposedly over the over the course of the three years, there's been like s- about six million dollars that they've paid out to fans in order just to cheer for Roman. And this guy was being like, "I've had this confirmed from multiple inside sources, but I can't name them as they will like as they all swore confidentiality and they will all be fired or reprimanded." And like, what a load of bollocks! I'm just trying to find the uh, the guy who um, tweeted this. I think it was about four or five days ago. Yeah, I saw it some sometime last week. Yeah. Um, yeah as I was saying, essentially people have been paid to tweet that, like their support for Roman Reigns. And um, as you say, about $6 million has left WWE's accounts because of this initiative. Apparently headed up by Kevin Dunn, which makes no sense. He's, he's like head yeah, that production. was it, yeah. Although it makes sense, I guess, for like things like signs in the arena. Um but it seems to have caught some traction anyway, the, the theory. 
Um, but the next day, again, this, I'm doing this from memory because I can't find who he was now. He might have even deleted it. Um, is that he tweeted basically saying, I can't believe it, I've been led on. The people, <laughs> the people who I thought were my inside sources um, were supposed to be um, Arn Anderson, two others, I can't remember who they were, and Shane McMahon who he thought were his sources, apparently. Turns out they weren't. Because <laughs> Shane McMahon's going to be okay. Yeah. We're paying people to cheer Roman Reigns. Yeah. This will fuck with Dad for <laughs> for drugging my mum in storyline. <laughs> How do I find it? WWE paying Roman Reigns. That's what I think. Right, the name, his name was Peter Carnivals. <laughs> Uh, basically, his his next the next day he tweeted breaking. I have been fucking had. <laughs> it would appear that my four my four sourcemen, <laughs> aka the four men who reported this Roman Reigns payout story to me, were not as they seemed. I am typically very good at weeding out false information and bogus leads, but we all have our moments of weakness. Now that it is no longer true, I can now reveal who my four sourcemen were before I found out they were in, not in fact them. Number one, Arn Anderson. Number two, John Laurinaitis. Number three, Mark Carano. And number four, Shane McMahon. Uh, it turns out none of these men emailed me. <laughs> it was four fake yeah, accounts. Four of the biggest, four of the biggest people behind the, behind the scenes. And this is and where this is where it gets even more hilarious right it says it turns out none of these men emailed me it was four fake accounts created by ivan wong my high school bully (laughs) (laughs) he has convinced me of false information in the past such as convincing me i had won a million dollars and catfishing me with potential lovers over seven times (laughs) over seven times I would like to apologise to my fans, followers and the pro wrestling community for this involuntary deception. Please know you can continue to rely on me for insider scoops and info in the future, but that this was simply a cruel act of bullying. Keep in mind I am the victim here, and to all direct your anger at WWE for creating a superstar so atrocious that this story seems so plausible that even a professional journalist such as myself was able to be deceived. To that end, I continue to state... Hashtag never Roman. <laughs> I just want God. Peter, Bob. It's not even Peter. It's like Peter. Peter Carnivals. Just want him to know. None of us believe your bullshit, mate. <laughs> yes. Nobody cares, mate. Uh, that, people have gone. To, do you know how when people make do stupid things, uh, and then people go digging through their timeline to find stupid other stupid things that they've done. Yeah. Um. He basically written a tweet about meeting up on a blind date with a girl um, recently and uh, it basically not working out very well and it's like it's what seemed like a drunken tweet at the end of the night it was like I just want to kiss a girl before I'm 30 is that too much to ask <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh, it's just brilliant it just oh, it made me laugh so much just the effort that he went to to put the, to try and get this story out there as well. I love the idea of a guy sitting there being like, oh man, I haven't fucked with Petey for a while. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll see if I can catfish him for the seventh time. <laughs> he watches wrestling, doesn't he? Let's see who's big in wrestling. Roman Reigns, hmm. Let's make up some bullshit. Okay. <laughs> That's brilliant. 
Uh, basically, if you don't have a tweet, yeah, put, put my creative hat on for a minute. If WWE wanted to be good, here are how I would change certain wrestlers. Roman, fired, blacklisted. Cena, fired in-ring, company ambassador. AJ Styles, world champ for 433 days, then dropping the strap to Joe. <laughs> he wants Roman fired and then blacklisted from ever being employed in wrestling. <laughs> 433 days and then drop it to Quite Joe. Quite specific. When know. is that? That's, that's not till next year. That's oh, that's that mess mania. CM Punk's record. Oh, no, 34 was Punk's. Oh, okay, not to break CM Punk's record then. <laughs> Fuck's yeah. sake. I'd be a bit of a punk lover. Maybe, yeah. Uh, one, one tweet from two days ago. Some mornings I want to cry from loneliness. Well, I'm not surprised, mate. Anyway. Go meet we... real people, not <laughs> rely on your bully. Update. I have been blocked across all platforms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, moving back on to, to Raw. So, Roman. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that was better than... Yeah, that was more quality that content was than more Raw. Yeah. Um, but Roman comes out, interrupts Kurt Angle, you know, as everybody gets interrupted in their first promo of the night, um, and ends up in a match with Constable Corbin, which annoys me. Just call him Baron Corbin and say he's a Constable. Don't call him Constable Corbin. Yeah, they've even put that on the SummerSlam thing. It uh, says Constable Corbin. Like, oh, yeah, that really annoyed me, actually. Yeah. Are they, they going to pretend be another example of them just stripping away someone's name and pretending that that's, they don't have a name like that? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but he ends up in a, in a match with Baron Corbin. Now, this match went three segments on Raw, uh, which is not unusual for a Roman Reigns match. Or an opening match. Or an general. opening match, I guess, these days. Um, but I think... I, I mean, I quite enjoyed this match. I thought it was pretty good. Um, back and forth. Made Baron... Well, made Constable Corbin look pretty strong. Um, no, it's Baron Corbin. We're not calling him Constable <laughs> Corbin. And, you know, ultimately Roman won, which I think everyone expected. Um, but it wasn't bad. I thought it was right. Yeah. Whenever I think of Baron Corbin, most of the times all I can think of is Baron Blade. <laughs> Bloody Baron Blade. Pain <laughs> of my life. Bloody 2K games. You're just forever just there. Oh, what, what are you doing on Superstars this week? Oh, not much. Just wrestling Baron Blade. <laughs> oh, what about main event? Also wrestling Baron Blade. I finished my feud with Baron Blade. Guess what? Next day, I got tapped from <laughs> behind by Baron Blade. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I also put a tweet out about this saying it was a pretty good match. And I, like, despite the constable stuff being a bit corny at times, corny constable. Uh, I think, as I said last week as well, I've enjoyed him in this role so far. I think he's doing well. And it, yeah, he's doing well, and like, it would it it's better than whatever it is that he would be doing if he wasn't in this role. Definitely true. Um, and yeah, I think like you said last week, he's just got a very punchable personality. Yeah, um, just naturally hateable, right? Yeah, which is what what you want. And you have to be smarmy in this kind of role, and I think he's doing that really well. Yeah, probably because it comes naturally to him. Because from all accounts. A lot of people don't like him. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. Apart from Corey. Corey Gray seems to love him. He's yeah, always like, I'm one of his, he has no friends and I'm one of his closest friends. They're, they are pretty good mates, I think, for a, for a fair old, probably, you know, day about 20 because they have tattoos. That's true, yes. Um, some notable moments from this whole segment, really. Kurt Angle saying that he hopes Roman kicks Brock's ass, mm-hmm. <laughs> which kind of kicked off the whole... Baron, Baron jumping Roman in thing. Baron saying Kurt Angle was unprofessional and merely a matchmaker, 
with no power. Uh, as soon as he said you just made a matches, I knew what was happening. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm going to make a match. Um, so, yeah. After the match, well, no, during the match, sorry, Baron tries to run away, as you know, all good heels do. Uh, Finn Balor stops him. I don't know why he didn't just carry on up the ramp. But you know yeah, <laughs> especially as he was saying how he's only little Finn yeah, Balor exactly. and would roll over him. Gets Superman punched off the steps. I don't know why he steps, looks so scared. Off the steps by Roman, rolled in. Uh, hitting for the spear for the one, two, three. Balor comes into the ring. Did anyone else see the tweet? Um, I don't know who put it out, but was Roman Reigns' first uh, finisher? Oh yeah, I saw it. As a, as a finisher, you did from NXT. Yeah, you kind of. Class. Why did they not just carry on with that? Yeah, I can't quite. It's, it's like a big urinagi, I think. Mm. And you kind of, it's like a huge rock bottom kind of thing. Mm. Um, he, like, he picks him up really high. It makes him look about six foot seven. <laughs> he gets him up really high and then he slams him down and goes down with him. Um, it was pretty good. It's not, I guess it's not very sudden, but it was pretty good. Better than a Superman punch. Yeah. yeah. Anything's better than Superman punch. <laughs> um, Finn, after the match, attacks Baron Corbin, drop kicks him into the, the corner and hits the coup de grace. Um, bit heelish. Not really a face thing to do. Yeah, do you know what I would have preferred from this? Not for that to happen. To Finn to have gone into the ring, maybe take his jacket off and motion that he's going to attack him, and then just walk up to him and just like two sweet him on the head, yeah, and just put his jacket on and walk away, like and just like fuck with him. Yeah, that would be quite funny. That's yeah, sort of sort of thing Shinsuke would do these days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just just to be like, no, I'm not scared yeah, of you. I'm a little man, am I? Sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, I would. I think that would have been pretty cool. Um, it would have been. Too sweet. It would have been too sweet. Too sweet for WWE to actually think of. Of course. Um, we should be the international writing team. <laughs> I don't think they have one of those. That's what I'm saying. We <laughs> should be there. Um, moving on from that then, other big talking points for Raw. I mean, there weren't that many. I mean, it was an alright episode of Raw. There wasn't too many big, big talking points. Um, there fucking was. There was one big fucking talking point. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say as well. <laughs> you wanna you wanna get that off your chest before we move on? WWE, why the fuck have you messed with my favourite theme song? <laughs> um, I know it's a shame, right? The B Team's music has been replaced by. Do you know what? I didn't even B Team, B Team, go go go, B Team, B Team, go go go. Just that. Just no. No, 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 no. 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 <laughs> Just, it made me even hate the B team for a little bit. <laughs> this is oh, a poor bow. <laughs> Again, this is another example of. Alright, so. Uh, do we cheer the B team now? I have no idea. Like, there's nothing official, but they were, but they were up against heels. Yeah. And they've acted as, as the baby faces for months mm-hmm. being the whole like underdogs and loving the victories and shit getting Anyone attacked would. by the by the, uh, the eater of, of worlds yeah um so like are they faces just tell me just, but, just <laughs> by the way the B team are now good guys it's just <laughs> it's just annoying it is annoying Matt I hope you um get over that one I know it's been a tough few weeks for you and it's kind of helped but the new music, you could say, has left Matt with some battle, battle scars. Battle scars, yes. Nice one. Nice one. I was just thinking, though, you know what? 
Yeah, well, to be honest, it, it makes sense that the B team shouldn't have cool music. Yeah. They should have crappy, corny, like, marching band music. <laughs> but now they've given it to us, they shouldn't take it away. Yeah, they, they should not never have had that music in the first place. Yeah. Because now maybe they can't give it to someone else. Do you think when they come up with the name B team, they googled the first, like, song in their catalogue that they've got that began with B that they haven't used yet, and Battle Scars came up? Yeah, you literally <laughs> right at the top. That makes sense, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I feel like they're not going to give it to anyone else, and it'd be a shame because it's all right. I like it. Hopefully, it'll be still available on Spotify. It's still, yeah, it is. Yeah, still there. I noticed it yesterday. Well, I have a theory that they're going to give it to uh, American Alpha. That's random. That wouldn't make it. They'll just keep what they've got. Well, no, because they're not a team anymore, are they? Well, why would they suddenly <laughs> get that? Yeah. Why not? Jason Jordan's got battle scars. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, right, big other big talking points. And again, there weren't that many. Um, first of all, Ronda Rousey had her first Raw match. That's what I was just about to say. Ronda Rousey and her first match ever on Raw, um, taking on Alicia Fox in Jacksonville, Florida, which I believe is where she's from. Where yeah. she's actually from, or where she was in Alicia. Yeah, Alicia, not not Ronda. She's Californian. Um, and you know what? It was the main event. Who would have ever thought Alicia Fox in the main event of Raw? Yep. In 2018. If you had told me 10 years ago, <laughs> well, not even 10, five, four or five years ago, three years ago, <laughs> yesterday, um, I would have believed Ronda Rousey being in the main event of Raw while she wasn't even any any thought of WWE. More than more Alicia than Fox. Alicia Fox being yeah. in the main event. But you know what? She does well. Yeah, she always just plays fine. her character well. Well, I mean, like she, she, all she really had to do in this one was sell for everything Ronda uh, put her through. But for a moment, let's be honest, though. Let's be honest. If you've been in a role for as long as she's been in a role, you should be all right at your job. Yeah, that's true. That's I don't true. Know. Some of the people I work with, <laughs> Jesus, you're really going to town on. <laughs> Um, yeah, you're right. She should be, and she's obviously paid to be that way. But she's just come off on a long layoff. Um, she's not really had a lot to do, and she still manages to keep herself fairly relevant. So you know, she's doing something right. There was a brief moment when I genuinely thought that Ronda had snapped her arm. <laughs> it was, it was the way she did her, well, the first throw that she did. Yeah, the way yeah. in which she did the arm bar. Yeah, um, she had her arm up, and rather than her arm being like. Her part, uh, the back of her arms being against Ronda, her arm was twisted, so yeah. her palm was facing the the, face. the ramp. So when she bent back and her arm bent for a moment, I thought her arm went completely backwards <laughs> like that, and I was I was literally went, oh my god, and then I realised because like there wasn't like legitimate screams, and I was like thank fuck for that because that <laughs> looked <laughs> fucking horrible. Ronda Rousey sort of goes on that line, doesn't she? Of being, she'll kill you. Or you might just survive the match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest, if there's anyone that I want to put me in an arm bar, it's probably Rhonda because she knows exactly what to do, as in, like, what to do to not hurt you. Yeah. So like, I wouldn't want it want someone who'd never done one before to do it to me because there's more chance they'll snap my arm. That's, that's does that logic make sense? Yeah, I guess it does, yeah. <laughs> I want Rhonda to give me an arm bar is what I'm saying. <laughs> um nothing to do with Ronda wrapping her legs around you nothing no. fair enough um, 
Yeah, I thought it. Uh, Ron, 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 Ronda, Ronda looked really good in this. Easy for you to say. <laughs> she, um, she, she works. Shall we say stiff? It was the kind of match it should have been. Yeah. I didn't want a ten minute back and forth match. No, no, it shouldn't. There should never have been that. Um, Alexa is out of her mind. This was kind of like an Asuka Max match. Yeah. Where you know Asuka back in well back when she was still when she was undefeated when she was yeah actually showed up on wrestling. Um, but uh, Brock Lesnar over here. Yeah. But um, it was yeah it was exactly what it needs did exactly what it needs to do. It showed that Ronda can hold hold her own in a singles match. And no, oh no, we saw her do it with Nia Jax, and that was a very yeah. good match. Got her, got her war match out of the way. Get, yeah, get that out of the way. So it's not so like an albatross hanging around, you know. Um, so I was impressed. I love how Kurt Angle said at the start of the night that he didn't have to beg Ronda to to show up on Raw and wrestle on Raw and stuff before she'd even had her first match. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Um, She's been around eight months. He didn't even have to um, beg her to come back. All he did was suspend her for 30 days. <laughs> she, he can't even keep her away. She appeared three, twice in that time. Maybe even three times. Um, but I liked the ending. It's a bit... Alexa basically trying to get involved throughout the match. Trying to help Alicia, obviously. Didn't work. Uh, again, Natalia being... Natalia is the worst. corner person. But, you know, she did a little bit. <laughs> I mean, even at the end, yeah. at the ending with the bit in the ring with Charlie, yeah. just like Alexa comes out of nowhere and attacks her, but Natalia just stands there and looks <laughs> like as if she was a spectator. Like she wasn't even in character at that point; she just yeah. stood there. But to be fair, Alexa did um, get flipped over by Ronda pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, like, yeah, you could say that Natalia was like, oh, "Ronda's got this sorted," yeah. but at the well, same time, she she could have been like, "Oh, Ronda, watch out!" And then, but she was literally just like, "Oh, it's her. She, she's getting attacked." Yeah. Um, quick thought where are they going with Ronda and Natalia is this just a pally pally thing forever or is, do you reckon there's a story there it is too friendly for me but why because she doesn't want to be in her shadow we'll just say alright good luck Ronda I'm, I'm going to go do my thing now <laughs> there's no need to attack the most dangerous woman on the planet um, yeah, just a bit. I don't, I don't know if this. It seems like they should go somewhere with it, but then part of me feels like they just won't. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if like nobody's realised that they could make a story out of this. They just go, oh yeah, these two are friends, and then they won't be friends eventually, but for no real reason. Yeah. Rather than someone being like, you know, we can make, we can give Ronda a feud with the most experienced tenured woman. In the WWE, right? Yeah, you would have thought she would be the person that maybe she started against. You know? Yeah, that's that's what I Rather thought a number like of months Jax, ago. Who was really green still? Mm. We haven't actually seen. Yeah, she's disappeared as well. Now, um, but yeah, I like the ending. Alexa getting it, well, I was attacking Ronda from behind. Ronda flipping her over. Uh, she, just in that one, like what that couple second sentence that she yelled at Alexa, just every single time. She's edging towards like getting better and better and better. This was believable. Yeah, you could see that she believed what well she was saying. Out. Wasn't remembering what it is she had to say. Yeah. Just said, doesn't doesn't matter how hard you hold on to that title. It's mine. It was intense, and, it, and you know it wasn't corny, and it, it wasn't was, long, it was aggressive, and it was yeah, it was good. Um, so props to Ronda, props to Alicia Fox, and the best ever. Uh, yeah, it bounced <laughs> yeah. right back. 
almost over her head. <laughs> it did go over her head. It went up into space. <laughs> I like to imagine that when things like that happen, people like Kevin Dunner in the back like, oh, fuck, there's another one. <laughs> yeah, there's another one gone from the budget. Oh, he didn't even flinch when he came back at her. <laughs> it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a mic drop as such. It was a That would have been a, like a, a, a moment killer, though. Yeah. She throws it down, all oh, that's angry, intense, and then she flinches. <laughs> Uh, she does a good angry and intense face, doesn't she? She calls it Mean Muggin. Mean Muggin. Mm. Nice. Nice to give your face a name. Says her uncle taught it. A name to a face. Um, give your face a name. <laughs> second, well, maybe third biggest part of Raw. Paul Hamer reminding us why he's probably the best promo guy WWE have had in a long, long time, if not ever. This yeah. was pure... Awkward, but brilliant. We should probably pack up and never talk about wrestling again because <laughs> I'm pretty confident that we'll never see a performance better than this no. in any capacity. For me... No, there's no way. Give that man an Emmy. You know, um, do you remember, and for a long time I've held this view, the best ever sit-down interview ever conducted was between JR and Mick Foley as... When he as was Mankind, explaining the Mankind we character. The, the whole Mick Foley love character and you know the whole worm thing um just that was the best sit down performance i've ever seen from anyone in wrestling until this point i think it tops it yeah it's just this did so much to enhance the story for the match and all it took was a couple lines yep of just paul Heyman saying there is no way in hell that Roman's going to beat this Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And then you suddenly go, oh, shit. Maybe he's right. <laughs> yeah, or, or maybe he's wrong. Um, Have you... Just a small, like, unshaven. Yeah. Tears yeah. in his eyes from and, the start. Yeah, un- it, t- tears, tears in his eyes from the preview, like, coming up on Raw bit when he's getting mic'd up. Yeah. So he was in this for, like, a long, yeah. long time. I just, uh, you know, just... Just again, just, the little subtlety where the, you know he looks like he's touches. been up all week trying to get hold of Brock and can't. He looks that that sort of broken man. The personal touches we haven't seen before is like Brock lets no one into his family. Yeah. I let no one into my family, but he knows like his kids know my kids. Yeah, they're friends. He said, and, um, and just like you go, damn, like this is a broken man. Mm-hmm. Have Have you seen the? They didn't. They didn't post it on the show, but they posted an, an, an exclusive clip on the website, I think, from this interview, hmm. where afterwards, um, it it, it, it it ends with uh, what we saw on TV, um, where he says, "There's no way that Roman beats yeah, yeah. this Lesnar," and he goes, "Unless." And then he stops, and then Renee's like, "Unless, like, come on." And then he's he's like he's like still crying a bit. So Renee kind of like reaches over, puts his puts her hand on his leg, and he goes, "No, no, nothing." Like unmikes himself, gets up, and walks out. Oh, they should have left that on a show. Hmm. That's intrigue. All right. I like that. I don't know. They should have put that in. Yeah. But I mean, like, whether that that would, whether or not that could either be too much of a giveaway or um, a misleading thing, I don't know. But yeah, it was good. It was like, oh, there's more. Yeah. 
Well, I not, think that's... we should all give Paul Heyman a round of applause. I'd be game for that. Go on then, go for it. That's going to sound terrible on the <laughs> on the mics. But a round of applause for Paul Heyman. We don't give those out freely, freely, freely. Man, you can't speak today. Willy nilly and freely was what I was trying to say. We don't give those out. We don't give them out wheelie. Just for nothing. So, Paul, if you're listening, you may or may not be. I know you're a busy man. Uh, well done. Well done. Thank I'm you. I'm going to say he's not. Thank you for some great TV acting. Well, he's not talking to Lesnar, so what else has he got what to do? Exactly. Um, right, so that covers the main parts of Raw. The rest of it, pretty passable. Uh, we had Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins building into a, well, their build to their match at SummerSlam. It's kind of stalled, stuck in neutral, you know. My. With a handbrake on. My problem with this match. Analogies. It's a good feud for me. I've enjoyed it, start to finish, not even finish yet. Um, Same stuff every week. My problem is why can't Kurt Angle just ban Drew McIntyre from ringside? Instead, they're being like, can Seth finally topple Dolph or will McIntyre yeah, yeah. play, play a factor? Just be like, look, like put him in a cage, ban him from ringside, stick him in a fucking shark cage if you have to. Logically... <laughs> no, don't put him in a shark cage. Everyone escapes from that shark cage. Logically, it just makes Kurt Angle look like an idiot. Yeah. Just say, look, you keep interfering in our matches, fuck off. <laughs> if you interfere, Ziggler loses. If you interfere, you're fired. Yeah. Something. No, if you interfere, Dolph loses the title. Ziggler loses his title. Yeah. But no. Um, what I didn't understand about this was obviously Seth was looking for a partner. It was approached by Tyler Breeze, uh, which was quite funny. Um, the he's then replaced by Roman Reigns, who's just like, yeah, whatever. I've got you back. Um, he's then told that he by Baron Corbin that. If he does compete, he'll forfeit his match against Lesnar at SummerSlam, so he's out. Exactly. Why did Seth just go get Tyler Breeze? Yeah. Yeah. Also, why why did why did they bring Ziggler and McIntyre out, go to ad break, and when they come back from ad break, Rollins and Reigns are walking towards yeah. Gorilla. <laughs> what like just bring them out after that? Like yeah. fuck's sake. So this ends up being a handicap match for no real reason. Seth could have found another partner. Or Kurt Angle could have been like, all right, all right fair enough, that. well, Ziggler, you're out as well. Yeah. Just have one-on-one -on -one with Drew. Yeah. Um, Kurt Angle, man, I should be GM of Raw. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Constable Corbin's been uh, put in play. <laughs> True. And if you didn't know, he does the uh, checks and balances, which Michael Cole said mentioned a couple every times. single week. Matt, what are you doing? <laughs> you're underwater. <laughs> you're underwater. <laughs> I'm drinking. Oh, I see. Is it that bad, is it? Drinking some water. Anyway, um, so yeah, this is an anagat match with Seth. What, what does it sound like? It, it sounds like you were actually like underwater. You were like, <laughs> underwater. <laughs> um, this ends up in a handicap match. Right next to my neck. I see, I see. Um, handicap match Seth loses which you know he should do to be fair against both Drew and Ziggler but it made Seth look good it made him look alright it made him look smart were anybody fooled thinking Ambrose maybe no not on a I don't think we're getting that till post SummerSlam I doubt made, it, made, it would have made sense it felt like that's what they were going to and people were saying we want Ambrose 
Yeah. So, I mean, they're doing a good job in building anticipation for his return, I guess. I mean, but you don't uh, want to make it too obvious. There's, there, there's two options. Um, we either have some kind of interference from Drew at SummerSlam and have Dean take him out, mm. come back and take him out, and Seth wins, or they or you leave it till the night after. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. We, I don't think we won't see him before SummerSlam. No. I've only got what? I don't want to see him. One, two, one more raw. Mm. Is it? One yeah. One more raw. Is it? No. Two more raws. No, you got one more raw. One more raw. Is it? Yeah. There's two weeks on Sunday. So the next one's first. So what? It's on the 19th? Yes. Ah, okay. Yeah, we talked we about that last week. We had this discussion last week. I, I can't remember where we are. <laughs> um, you don't want to see him, him at all, Matt? I actually have. Like the more and more times gone on, I think oh, I kind of want Ambrose back. Like I mean, I'm, I'm not, never his biggest fan. Like, and I don't like the wackiness, goofy, I, more more than anything. Um, they could just do with a fresh face and body to, back. Yeah, just something to freshen up a bit. Like we've seen Seth versus Dolph versus Drew, or, or Seth versus Dolph and Drew, or Seth versus Drew and Dolph, and it's kind of like yeah, okay. Unless Seth's going to move on from that feud. In which it doesn't look likely anytime soon, you know, something needs to have changed, doesn't it? If you throw Ambrose in, you automatically get some tag matches, you get different matches, so you can have Ambrose Ziggler, which I know we've seen a lot. You can have Ambrose Drew McIntyre, which we've never seen. Um, so, you know, it, does, it automatically mixes up a bit. And that's, that can only be good because Raw, as we've seen for the last however many months, can get a bit stale. Yeah, if he was to go to <laughs> SmackDown, while he would probably be received very well and probably booked a bit better um he also wouldn't he'd get lost in the shuffle a bit more mm. because there's less time and at the moment there's so many like top top guys um so you stick it back on raw get him on there every week build that relationship up again with the fans yeah um team with seth fight with seth write the theme tune sing the theme tune <laughs> whatever you want <laughs> Whatever, yeah, I mean, there's all, the option of SmackDown is there. I mean, I don't think they'll go back to it, but technically the reason he's out in storyline is because of Samoa Joe. Yep. And the bar. And if Samoa Joe wins the title... Or maybe he can cost him a title. And we've had a superstar shake-up since he's been out. Yeah. So, you know, there's options there. Um, but I, I'm, I'm quite keen for him to come back. I think a, a time off has, has done him good, his character. It's like, do you know when they say... Sometimes absence makes the heart grow. Well, absence fonder. makes the heart grow fonder. In, in football, when you say sometimes uh, your best games are when you don't actually play, so when your replacements don't play very well, or you or you are sorely missed by your team, I feel like that's kind of what has happened with Ambrose. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and it will come back. It will do that one thing through the rope. <laughs> it always does, and then we'll all be like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, the, the wacky clothesline." Um, anyway, moving on from Ambrose then. So, Bobby Lashley... The lunatic Larry, I think they call him. Lunatic Larry. Bobby Lashley and Elias. Now, clearly the best thing about this feud is Elias. Yeah. Who's did a cracking job on Raw again this week. Can, can I say... Why, why we... Go for it. Elias is probably at the moment in my top three... Superstars <laughs> of current roster. Yeah. 
everything he does, he he makes it entertaining. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things about Elias is how committed to the character he is. He lives the character. I've, I've watched the documentary, Still which is is good, um, and obviously it's in character. Whole things in character. Um, but when have you ever seen Elias not in character? No, never, never seen it. Never. Even in in interviews I've seen or heard outside of WWE, he's always Elias. Yeah. Um, and I just love it. It's rare. Like, you don't get anyone else like that who's so committed to the character these days and that he he gets it. Yeah. But for once, WWE also get it. And it's so rare to see someone who didn't work out so well in NXT that actually transfers better in the main roster. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. Um, it's very strange. It's, it's the opposite of how it usually usually works. Um, but he's been he's been in this feud with Lashley now, which he actually was in a feud with Lashley when Lashley first returned, which Elias mentioned. So I'm glad they actually went. I don't back even to think that. they feuded. I think that was literally just, just a one off one night thing, wasn't it? Um, Elias says that his documentary made him seem egotistical and out of touch, <laughs> which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and then he was basically. <laughs> I just love how easily wound up the American crowd get. Yeah. Well, all he said was like, to, "Can you crop their faces out and replace them with a more attractive crowd?" So and when he's saying anything to make me forget that I'm in Jacksonville, and he's just got so much heat from it. It's such a generic. Like you can literally apply that to any. <laughs> it's not even specific to that town. Yeah. You'll just say the town, the name so of the it town. It wasn't even the old edging Christian trick. Well, you like play on the sports someone, team. Yeah, someone's sport, the rival sports team or someone who's just beaten them that weekend or whatever it's just just so easy for him and they lap it up every week in england we'd be like yeah. <laughs> i think part of it is we were did we not? yeah i'm sure we said that we were something or other and we were like yeah yeah we are i don't remember him being that scathing on on english people to be fair when we were there i think it is because the crowd are always so invested in every segment he's in yeah so people get easily drawn in yeah, um, and then and when he says something bad, <laughs> yeah, because they'll do things and they'll, they'll be entertained by him, and he'll say something funny, and people will laugh or whatever, and then all of a sudden he'll say something bad about the town you're from, and you go, "Hey, wait a minute, I was just cheering you." <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Um, do you know what it made me think? I really wish there was an actual musical act out there who went around everywhere, just, yeah, everywhere just he did, and just dissed every crowd he played in front of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always think. Well, I was, like, I've listened to the album. A, a lot <laughs> um, more than you care more times than probably uh, anyone else on the planet other than Elias <laughs> um, and yeah I was thinking the same thing like imagine um, I I guess he could kind of half be a comedy act but just someone going around just slagging off the <laughs> town saying they want to punch everyone in the face <laughs> uh, it'd be so good um, what's not good is this Bobby Lashley involvement because he just well, why are we back you could have just said bum well, that's true. But why have we gone from Bobby Lashley defeating Roman Reigns on a pay-per-view, losing in a pretty evenly matched uh, match with Roman on Raw, and all of a sudden he's out of the title picture completely, and he's just gone back to goody-goody, happy-go-lucky, nice, happy-go-lucky Bobby Lashley. I mean, the, the Bobby Lashley that we saw with Sami Zayn. Yeah, it bothered me, um, because they were booking him correctly against Roman, mm-hmm. and... We got a bit of the the appropriate Bobby Lashley in this promo, where he suddenly ramped it up and was like, 
and was like, look, your guitar's shit, your shit, <laughs> your boots are shit. He didn't say that. <laughs> Next time you say anything about me, I'm going to fucking kill you. Is it, uh, replace shit with joke and replace f- fucking with freaking joke. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so goody goody, nicey nicey, smiley smiley, Bobby Lashley, with a tiny little bit of intensity. My um, The only downside from the documentary for me is Michael Cole's in it. Oh, God. The coach said that he was the star of it. Yeah, Michael Cole's in it multiple times. Like they interview, In character? They interview other superstars. Mm-hmm. In um, character? Yeah, so people like... like The Miz is there and he's like, Eli- Elias is releasing an album. Like Everyone fucking like, stop what you're doing. <laughs> this is going to be the best thing ever. And then you get people like Seth Rollins like, uh, Elias, if I had to rate him out of 10, like... Minus three. <laughs> so yeah, there's like a couple people who are like, oh god, and then like Coach is in it, and Coach's bit actually sounds like just genuine, where he talks about his like connection with the audience and stuff. Yeah. And then and then you get Michael Cole who's in there, and it's just like, it's like wherever he goes, it's like Beatlemania, and like, ah, oh, fucking hate Michael Cole. He's so gay. He's such like. Barry Gordon would hate him. I just don't. <laughs> I just don't understand. Why he's the one on the Elias bandwagon and not Corey Graves and not Corey Graves because Corey's too cool. I know I get that Corey Graves is the music guy mm. and he's supposed to be like, Oh, Elias, Elias is murdering music or whatever, but like, uh, Corey should be like, Ha, he just said this town was shit, like he is with Carmella. Yeah, exactly. He's so he's so wishy, uh, not wishy washy, but f- he flip flops. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's annoying. That's the one thing, the only thing that annoys about Corey Graves' commentary. But, you know, it's probably not his decision. So one another thing that annoys me about Corey Gray's commentary is how he's a bit too literate. <laughs> he uses big words too much. That Does he? Yeah. Well, like, always just, they don't, they don't always, they, they fit in the sentence. They make sense, but not everyone knows what they mean. <laughs> Especially coach. Like, he, yeah, he always uses the word egregious. Yeah. To the point, I had to Google it just to make sure that it's definitely what he, how he's saying it. <laughs> yeah, he's using it in the right context. And he said another one on SmackDown, like altruism. Yeah, altruistic. And, uh, yeah, that was it. No, it was no, altruism, it was altruism yeah, about yeah. the Miz. Yeah, the Miz. Um, and I was just like, I barely even know what that means. <laughs> and I did all right in English. <laughs> um, moving on from that, then from Corey Graves' big words uh, to something else yeah. that is big is Braun Strowman. Like that segue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, predictably tips over the Kevin Owens show stage. That's exactly what I said to Dad. I said... Broad's tipping that over. Oh, yep. still talking about Raw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I said... Normally they would do this in the ring or backstage. They've got a platform. I guarantee there's a Braun Strowman will come out and tip it over. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise he'd just spent the whole time under the fucking thing. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that long though, I guess. Ends up in a match with Jinder, which kind of goes exactly the same way it did last week except this time he gets uh, disqualified rather than counted out so there's that building towards obviously a SummerSlam match for Kevin Owens don't agree with Kevin Owens strategies no no because showing him all the things that he needs to not do so he knows what not to do get counted out or disqualified yeah he's saying like hey look I'm making you do this and then Braun Strowman will go alright yeah I won't do that because yeah. you learnt last week not to get from or learnt this week not to get carried out from last week good point good point so yeah you're just you're helping him revise mm. <laughs> it's doing revision 
Um, and then obviously the Riot Squad beat uh, Sasha and Bailey, which I thought was a bit weird. But you know, happened. the return of the return of Ruby Riot. Yes, that's a good point. And you know what? I I tweeted out, and I had a guy, a guy who agreed with me on Twitter that I I think that Liv I Morgan. Agree with you. you agree with me? Yeah. Yeah, I think that Liv Morgan will be a women's champion in the future. She's got the touch of the Carmellas about her, but she's better in ring. She's than much Carmella better in the ring. Was. She's got a decent character down and a decent promo when she gets the chance. She's getting better all the time. She's got the look. She's still only like 24, I think. 25, very, very 24. Young. Very young. Um, all the time in the world to improve. And yeah, I, I, I can't see them not having big plans for her. You'd think so. But there's been many. Same with like, Mandy Rose, maybe. Who hasn't featured on SmackDown for a long time? <laughs> um, but you know, there's still time for for these women, and obviously, with the pay per view coming up, they will all maybe get a chance have to shine. Seen, have on. you heard the um, commentary team announcement? No, I haven't. Beth Phoenix and Renee Young. Renee Young. Mm. Just those two. Yeah. No men at all. No men at all. I don't think men are even allowed in the arena. <laughs> Talk about the referees. They have a female They've referee. They've got one female referee. She's got to do every match. Let's see why not. I, I, I can see why not. <laughs> They're a big part of the match. Um, also, the May Young Classic kicks off for the second year uh, with Mauro and Beth Phoenix on commentary. So I thought maybe Mauro might be on that commentary desk, but maybe not. Nah. Um, anyway, so that probably deals with Monday Night Raw. Uh, you know what? It, looking back on it, it wasn't that bad. Probably better than it's been for the last two, three yeah. months. The, on, the only thing I entirely skipped through was the Titus O'Neil. Titus O'Neil, Rezar yeah, Rezar, and I skipped through Sasha Bailey in the right corner until the very end where I saw Ruby Wright come in. Um, but you uh, didn't mention also Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt making their cool appearance. We've got a, a three-way tag team match next week for the title. We do, yeah. Before um, SummerSlam. One thing I was going to mention odd. was uh, what did we make of Roman's promo, his video package promo thing? What do you... Filmed earlier in uh, the day video earlier package. Today, despite <laughs> Corey has the tired. fastest growing facial hair ever. Um, I guess it's plausible that Roman could have shaved and had a haircut, but still. Yeah. 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 I thought it was. Do you know what really stood out standard. to me? Brock Lesnar apparently disrespecting Roman Reigns' family business. Mm-hmm. So does that make Roman Reigns part of the McMahons, <laughs> which would then in turn make all of this make sense. No. It's the Samoan dynasty bit, isn't it? No, I get it. I was being, as Corey being Graves would facetious. say, facetious. <laughs> Shut uh, up, Saxton. Shut up, Saxton. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Um, Save your stupid sideburns. Yes. <laughs> Sound like Mr. Burns. <laughs> what? I said trim those sideburns. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant with the sound of my voice. No, no. You don't. Um, right. Shall we get on to SmackDown? This is uh, better, but considerably shorter. Excellent. <laughs> so SmackDown, also from Florida this week. So this is the second week in a row they've been in Florida. So they've been around the uh, the old Sunshine State. I've been everywhere. Um, SmackDown kicked off with, if I remember correctly. Nope, I can't. Randall. <laughs> Randy Orton, it did, and this was bloody good. Yeah, loved it. Matt, what did you make of this? I actually did enjoy it. Yeah. Did you ever get a chance to watch his promo from two weeks ago? No. It doesn't really matter, because this was pretty similar. Yeah. 
that 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 was what I was going to say. This is very similar, not in terms of all the content, but the delivery and just the general message. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like you, it's like you went I like away. This, I like this Randy Orton that doesn't actually just doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah, it's like he's doesn't gone away. Care what the fans think. And gone. Doesn't care what anyone else thinks. Look, like I'm, I'm probably like fed up of this face shit. Just let me, shit. let me just say what I want. Yeah. Like he seems like the kind of guy where they go, right? Here's here's your points. Make them yeah. as opposed to here's your points and say it in this way. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I've, I've I'm actually really enjoying this Randy Orton character at the moment, and I never ever thought I'd say that <laughs> because it's just no, been so. Did I think I would ever like a Randy Orton promo? Promo, yeah, exactly. It, it, or... This reminds me of why, of why Randy Orton was always one of my favourites growing up. I remember he was always... Yeah, he was a big favourite for you, wasn't he? Mm. I'd always base my creator wrestlers off his off his look and then usually the moves of like AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, no, just, I'm just loving this this Randy Orton at the moment. Um, I'm a little bit confused as to why the match at SummerSlam is Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke for the US title. I know, obviously, Jeff's owed a rematch, I guess. Well, he, he had his rematch. He, had his, he was interrupted. It was but... interrupted. But um, why is... Like, Shinsuke and Jeff have had small interactions, and then last week, obviously, Shinsuke... You know, kicked him in the back of the hand, gave him the king shots or whatever, with Randy's help. But why is... Jeff's match against Shinsuke and not against Randy. Yeah, it's weird that Randy doesn't have a match at SummerSlam currently, especially seeing as he's currently one of the hottest superstars on Exactly. Yeah, it seems like they're wasting that. Um, but I mean, unless he unless just he lays waste to both of them. Yeah, unless he does something like that. Um, I, I felt like Randy should have come out at least wearing or holding Jeff's necklace yeah. that he stole. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. He might as well have just chucked it in the crowd. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good that we also didn't see Jeff this week. Yeah, that's good. Well, he could have been really heelish and thrown it off of a bridge. <laughs> um, the biggest piece of trailer park trash, walking God, green earth. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a little bit confusing. So we have Jeff versus Jeff. I'm assuming Randy Orton's going to interfere or, or show up at the end of the match or something. Um, do a double RKO. Yeah, while while they're both down and slowly getting to their feet, he comes out like and they're like head to head. Comes out of nowhere and gives him a double RKO. <laughs> but it would be no reason for him to um, RKO Shinsuke now because we get, he's going full on heel, and he's he's going for he's as he says in his promo he's anyone anyone who, they... who the fans build up as a superhero. Now it's not Shinsuke currently. Um, thing people who should bring to mind AJ Styles, mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan uh, specifically. John Cena, which I know we won't ever want to see again, but with this new Randy Orton, um, did you and know? in the news, John Cena's new finisher. He's his new <laughs> finisher, but he also put up a picture on his Twitter this week um, of him under a new new training program. He's down to two thirty six, I think, and he's shredded as fuck. He's been like the same weight for like fifteen years. Yeah, now and he, and he, he's done that thing again where he's grown his hair out and he's gone all fluffy. He looks like two thousand three, two thousand four Cena. Really, like he's really cut. Is this on Instagram? Is this Twitter, I think. Twitter, it might be eh? on Instagram as well. Oh, no, it won't be on Instagram because he only tweets... Puts oh, he only tweets, tweets weird pictures, doesn't he? Um, but yeah, he's down to... I think he's down from like 250-something to 236. Wow. And he's, yeah, he's ripped as fuck. So do we actually know... And this is slightly off topic. 
Do we actually know that the uh, status with him and Nikki Bella at the moment? Um, well, I've just finished watching Total Bellas. Have <laughs> you? On Sunday, I watched. Well, on no, yesterday I watched the season finale. Oh my god, he does look. He looks like Kane. Yeah, his hair is quite long now. <laughs> yeah, he looks insane. He looks like Mark Wahlberg. He does look like Mark Wahlberg. How weird. Yeah, he's ripped. Maybe he's doing it for a movie. Um, yeah, so he said he's going to introduce a new finisher at the Australia show. Yeah. Um, God knows what that'll be. He says it'll be replacing the attitude adjustment, not not the STFU or STF. Yeah. It's yeah. weird, though. It'd be weird to just change finisher. Yeah, like, especially when that's the one he's used all his career and that's what you associate him with. Yeah. I bet we won't. It's just going to be the same. <laughs> Well, he's put it. WWE tweeted it and everything. So, yeah. Huh. Um. Anyway, so yeah, Randy Orton, John Cena. Who else? We got Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, um, Braun Strowman. Yeah. But again, this is obviously SmackDown specific at the moment. There aren't that many superheroes. <laughs> I'd like to see him go after the New Day. The New Day. That would be good. So, like you guys, stop fucking around. I I could picture that, and I think yeah, like if you have. Like just attack and them just all. Have a quick... Just have him have a really good match with, say, Big E. Yeah, just have him like re- revisit that Kofi feud for yeah. a little, like just just a little nod back to it. And then have him team with the Bludgeon Brothers. No, <laughs> keep, <him away> <laughs> keep, keep, keep him completely on his own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I think he should be doing that. I mean, he should just take people out. Or like while while say Kofi and. Uh, big E are having a match in the ring. He just hops the barricade, narcos Xavier, and then fucks off. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. And then maybe costs them the match in turn because they get distracted. Yeah, but from a SmackDown side, there aren't that many major faces. I mean, Rusev, our truth, our truth. We should talk about our truth, and I'll come to him in a sec because it's like the most I've ever enjoyed our truth for the minute. But we'll we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, they should just yeah take people out good guys out people who people build up as heroes and then start a feud with each one of them I wonder what the Usos are going to do maybe maybe you can start the there instead of the New Day or something but, but they're not exactly built up as heroes either. yeah I guess but you know, they're faces Daniel Bryan is the um, the main yeah, you target would, I think. you would assume if he's not going for the title then Daniel Bryan's your next bet yeah assuming um, that he sticks around long enough that's true Good point. Um, speaking of Daniel Bryan, then, major part of SmackDown was the announcement that The Miz has accepted Daniel Bryan's challenge for a match at SummerSlam. He accepted it whilst on a set of Miz and Mrs. The set in reality would be wherever he is in real life because it's meant to be a reality show. Yeah. So why and does why, he have a set? Sat- satellite connection. Yeah. And also, this is, this, I'm sure this has bothered absolutely no one else. <laughs> there is. A picture. Of one piece of artwork, right. On the wall. Yeah. Which, so happened to be there for, um, there was something on Smackdown two weeks ago. Can't remember what it was. It was there. No, it wasn't there, sorry. It was, it was there Brock for Raw Hale. last week with Brock. Yeah. It was there for Smackdown last week when Miz was on Miz. set. And it was there again this week, but on a different wall. Yeah. Stop using the same fucking things. It's just... Also, worst security guards ever. Yeah, terrible. No, like, how do you not see Daniel Bryan sprinting at someone? 
And then O'Brien really small but still looked like a rabid dog. Yeah, he does. Also, bad cameraman. Yeah. Daniel Bryan gets up. Bad cameraman. <laughs> Daniel Bryan gets up and goes to what looks like goes to follow the Miz. Cameraman just pans into the writing and goes back. <laughs> I'd be like, fucking follow him into yeah. the corridor. <laughs> they kind of got very far away, and Daniel Bryan's just about to catch up with them. I want to see some like Jeremy it. Kyle shit where the cameraman has to chase him down the hallway. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I. I'm liking this this story. I feel well, like the, everything about SmackDown at the moment, all their stories, like this. This is a really intriguing story. Yeah, and I love that they, um, that Saxton actually brought up. Like this has been going on for eight years. Yeah, like this dates back to before NXT was good. Yeah, this is how long it's been going on for, and. Um, like I said last week, I can't wait for the video package. Yeah, I'm I might just cry. thinking that. <laughs> you might cry. And you know what? It was this very moment when I was thinking about, you know, this video package and stuff like for Man, I want to go to MK11 and watch it with the lads. No. Because it would just be like, trip down memory lane, uh, and it would just be fun. Ah, yeah, I can't wait for this match. As long as the match is good. Which, is, which of course be. it will be. And genuinely, I have no idea genuinely don't win. know who would win. I mean, I would expect Daniel Bryan to win. Um, either have either one has a feasible reason to yeah. win. Exactly. I don't care who wins. Yeah, like I really don't care who wins because it's just I I can see this being a series of matches. So it's not just gonna be a one-off. Yeah, like I'd be I'd be disappointed if Bryan doesn't win only because I'm a big fan of Brighton, but. I wouldn't be upset with either guy winning. I wouldn't be like, oh, Miz should have won that or Brian should have won that. It would just be like, oh, like, just yeah. two guys I mean, hate each other. If I'm, we're thinking, if we're going long term, I, I personally, this is what I would do. I think I'd have the Miz win by cheating. Go after the title. Go after the title. Assuming beat AJ Beat wins. AJ. Because I don't think AJ will drop the title yet. Beat AJ and then Brian fighting for a WrestleMania. Brian win the rumble. I think so. I think you should have Miz putting every obstacle that he possibly can in Daniel Bryan's way to stop him from getting to the title at any point. Only to have Daniel Bryan go from one to thirty in the Royal Rumble and win it. That'd be mental. That would be mental. Uh, I think the fans would absolutely die. <laughs> every single one of them. <laughs> um, so that's what I would do. I think. Um, that's what they should do. Again, you're right. We should be their international writing team. Yeah. Hit us up. Hit us up. Um, also on SmackDown then. So we had a rematch between Selena Vega and Lana, which was, you know, played out predictably, but it was fine. Aiden English cost Lana the match again. What is his problem? He doesn't have a problem. He's doing everything he can to help. But I mean, like, they spe- this week they specifically <laughs> told you to stay out of it. Yeah. Like, Rusev's a big guy. <laughs> He can handle himself. Well, he wasn't handling himself. He would have got up and Matchka kicked him eventually. <laughs> I went, when I was Lana went to the top rope, I was like, what the fuck is she? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense now. <laughs> like, that's the only move I've ever seen Lana win with. Yeah. So when she hit it and then didn't pin, like for a moment I thought, oh shit, she's forgot to pin. And then she started to walk <laughs> towards the corner. I was like, ah, oh, I see. There's something going down. Um, and it was the weakest. Like, Lana didn't get hindered at all. No. It didn't even, it, like, it, you wouldn't even stop you from climbing. That's yeah. How... <laughs> she was already on the top rope. Yeah. And they hit the bottom rope. leg down. 
yeah, it was it was you know pretty pretty bad, but you know, hey ho, storyline they're going for here. Probably a breakup of Rusev Day, but also is Ru- Rusev and Lana are they faces now? Yeah, they are. Can you not tell? She dances and smiles. She, I don't know why she has to come out and just do a quick arm thing. That's the the prerequisite now for a face. You dance and you smile, <laughs> or you do Eva, like Finn, who just smiles. We do our truth. Who dances who and raps? Dances and raps. Yeah, it's dancing or smiling, and or smiling actually. We should be... get a, a dancing, a, a dancey smiley heel, just to really piss you That's off. Sami Zayn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no way, Jose should be a heel. <laughs> no, no way, Jose should disappear. But she has. <laughs> she kind of has. Yeah. Let's face it. Um, we would have thought that while we were getting the train home from Monday Night Raw oh, no, back no, no. in April, when he seemingly was the most popular guy in the fucking <laughs> roster <laughs> people were actually chanting from how weird anyway uh, moving on from that so the women's title situation on Smackdown got a little bit more interesting uh, last week when Charlotte injected herself or won a match to get injected into the match at SummerSlam making it a triple threat uh, we saw them try and build a little bit of tension this week but I think we'll obviously wait till next week before that comes to a head uh, where they teamed against the Iconics, we hadn't seen for a little while, um, and probably won. Um, I believe Peyton Royce tapped out to the figure eight, right? Yes. So even in a tag match, Charlotte's stealing Becky's thunder. Which was the, the entire point. I thought that what the Iconics did before the match was hilarious when they were like where's becky where's becky <laughs> oh she's in your shadow the crowd didn't find it hilarious though they were chanting Bull. Bull, yeah that pissed me I off know. i was like give them a I chance actually, i actually love the iconics i actually think they're hilariously funny and do you know who also loves the iconic or at least one of them who's that ty dillinger oh yeah him and peyton royce have been dating for over three years now apparently are they actually together yeah gone under the radar that's interesting, because they... Because uh, she's mashed on Tinder? <laughs> I fucking... I love Peyton. Um, Peyton, right at the top top bracket on my list. Um, <laughs> kind of list as Not so much Jericho. The Iconics were on Ride Along this week. Right. I watched it. And they they did a bit of a, of a segment called um, Snog Marry... And I can't remember the term they used for a voice, some kind of Australian term. Um, and no, it's a weird word I've never heard of. Oh, okay. Um, began with a B, I think. Um, and yeah, so Billy asked Peyton, Stark marry a void, and it was like, there was a couple of them, but one of them was like Ty Dillinger, like Seth Rollins, somebody else. And she only kissed a tie. <laughs> I think it was, yeah, Ty, Mary Brian or something. I don't know, I can't remember who it was. But there was Brian like... Saxton. Because <laughs> I remember, I, for a long time, I remember, thought he was called Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Byron is a shit name. Byron and Saxton. <laughs> Se- Brian Sexton. <laughs> Byron Sexton Hardcastle. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's interesting. But apparently, they've been together for years. Oh, that's really disappointing. On Instagram this week, Ty Dinger posted a photo of Peyton Royce wearing his uh, perfect ten T-shirt at home, really? saying well, that she was stunning. Because they ain't selling up. 
Yeah, that's true. He's probably got boxes in his spare room or something. Um, so yeah, that that's a thing. Um, what else was there about that? Other than what I want to get to the main event. All right, our truth, right? So, genuinely, this little interaction between our truth and Shinsuke Nakamura was one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen our truth do, which I know isn't hard because most of it's been terrible, but. It was actually genuinely funny. Yeah, um, I, I'm kind of ashamed to admit that I laughed out loud <laughs> when Arthur said that he had to pin Carmella. <laughs> <laughs> what made me laugh was after that, where he said um, that it was like the match with Carmella's off. <laughs> <laughs> I want Shinsuke. Oh, this picture! I, I scrolled that past picture, this. Yeah. I didn't realize it was a Ty Dillinger T-shirt. Yep, it is, yes. And in the he comments, he calls stunning. it stunning or something. Yeah. Shooting his shot. Um, but yeah, our truth. Back to our truth. And this, yeah, this little interaction with Shinsuke, I thought it was hilarious. You laughed out loud. Um, just really funny. And the guy is, fight, what, 46? He's a, he's a, oh, yeah, yeah. 46, and he can move like that. I feel like I've can, underestimated our truth my whole life. He can jump into a split. Yep. <laughs> it looks so like cringeworthy when he does it because you think you're 46 years old and you're going to break something. But and, he doesn't. He's very flexible. And he's usually in boot cut jeans. But he's wearing shorts this week. Yeah, he was. God, let's not big him up too much. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, doesn't win matches, which 46 is good. 46 years old, yeah, I just correct. Said 46, yeah. Um, but uh, he's impressed me last few weeks. Yeah, like. I don't mind him in this role. I saw someone saying that, could you imagine if he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame and he turns up in his gear and like brings a ladder out and thinks it's like the money in the bank match or something <laughs> and then has to be like, oh shit, and has to give like a makeshift speech on it in his gear. <laughs> I think they just, they've done this really well, just sort of reintroducing him casually. This would, I don't know why he's with Ty Dinger all of a sudden, but... Seems to work all right. At least it gets tie on TV, um, and yeah, he just made the most of it. And that's all you can you can all hope for, really, with anyone who gets given these sort of opportunities. You're not going to lose most of their matches, so that's fine with me. Um, maybe not. Maybe like every now and then, just have him put like Andrade Almas goes over him. Yeah, gives, exactly. Like, just, just keep him ticking over. Be a good hand, be relevant, but just you don't have ever have to win. Yeah, and I'm sure he's good for all the younger ones in the back. I mean, he's a great rapper as well, so... <laughs> Corey Graves' line of... <laughs> yeah. I understood more from Shinsuke's theme music than I did from Hot Truth, and I don't speak Japanese. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, the Bludgeons beat up three random dudes. Uh, what? Uh, Something like viciously. Free KS, free I think. KS, they were or free CK. Oh, yeah, that might have been it. Yeah. Yeah. There was a good line from Corey Graves in here as well, where um, when they were beaten down on the outside. Is <laughs> he saying about the, the Roman Reigns? Yeah, yeah. it was like, um, um, we've got like um, mini Taz and the Roman Reigns starter kit get beaten up on the outside. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I, were, I went to when I typed in Roman Reigns to try and find the guy who says about them paying, and one of the big first searches that came up was Roman Reigns starter kit. <laughs> People have obviously cottoned onto that one. Yeah, he had a white beard. That was weird, wasn't it? Oh, no, that was Orange Taz, uh, Small Taz. I can't remember what he called it. It was something Taz. Yeah. Um, yeah, weird, weird stuff. 
Do you know what we should talk about? AJ Styles promo. Okay, yeah, we should. I was going to come to it next. Oh, okay. Um, but we should definitely talk about it. Um uh, Because I liked it. Yeah. I thought this was as good. Maybe not, maybe quite not as good. But it had the same impact. It went along the same lines as Joe's promo, um, which was brilliant. And I just, yeah, I liked it. It was something we've not really seen from AJ before. It let, or like most in storyline, most wrestlers really, like, it's, you don't, you get people going after people's family, but you don't get the kind of admissions from the one of the wrestlers being like, yeah, look, like, I'm away 300 days a year. I miss this, I miss that. I wish I was there. Um, you don't really get that. Yeah. You get that on podcasts and stuff like that, interviews. You don't get that in character on TV. Um, and it's just like, it's really, you instantly relate especially if you're a parent, you relate to AJ. You go, yeah, like, I enjoy watching my kid grow up and learn all these new things, and, like, yeah, I, AJ's right. I agree with him. Kick yeah. Samoa Joe's ass. I'd love to know how Samoa Joe got that shiner, by the way. I didn't He's see it. He's got a brutal black eye. Has he? Yeah. I like the, the fact that they haven't... They haven't... There's been no physical contact between them. Other than, the yeah, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. Other than the, yeah... Um, yeah, I like that. That's how you tell a story. It is how you, I'm interested to see what they do next week. Maybe if they do some sort of face-off or whatever, fine. But it's just got personal, and that's how you build a feud, right? Here's some Joe's black eye. Oh, yeah. What's he done there? <laughs> it looks even more menacing. Yeah. Just mentally laughing. Um, and that kind of brings us to the main event of SmackDown, then, right? And you know how we applauded Paul Heyman earlier? Mm-hmm. I'm tempted maybe to give a round of applause to these guys. The New yeah. Day and the Bar. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. I don't that. think we can do it twice in the show. It does kind of take away from Heyman's achievement. <laughs> okay, well, I'll give him a thumbs up. And I'll pat on the back like a Barry Horowitz style. <laughs> a pat on the back is, is worthy enough. Okay, well, uh, personally, this was one of the best matches I've seen in a long time. In WWE. Yeah, without a doubt. It just felt not only just like a great tag team match, it felt like a great main event match. Yeah, and it, and you, like, because there was, legitimately, there was something at stake. There was it felt like there was stake. a lot at stake. The commentators seemed to ramp it up a bit, really, like, urging how important everything was. Yeah. Um, I was grateful, at least I don't think we did anyway, I was grateful that we didn't see a big E spear through the ropes, because I cringe every time. <laughs> um... Which is surprising, actually, because you get that in every big match. Yeah. Um, yeah, everything about it, like the false finishes, the kind of the teamwork between the two. Up up, up until like, I was about two thirds of the way through the match, and you were seeing things like Sheamus gets dumped on the outside, so Cesaro picks him up and brings him in. And stuff. Yeah. I was thinking, why doesn't Xavier do the same? Like, yeah. Kofi was taken out on the outside for ages. Pick him up and put him in the corner. Yeah, just put him there. Um, and then he he basically did that with Big E later on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like two teams who are just like they just get tag team wrestling. I said the same with New Day and Usos last year. Yeah. They just get it. Um, and like Edge and Christian always talk about it, and I I agree with them. When when you get tag team wrestling right, there's like there's nothing, nothing like it. it. 
Do you think it's just as... non-stop? Like it just built so well, and it was just non-stop. Like even Corey Graves was like, "This action is incredible." Yeah. <laughs> he was like, just like a fan, like holy shit. Do you think that as performers, as wrestlers, the New Day members get the credit they deserve? I don't think they do. So I always hear people say like no, they're so that, they they're so entertaining that you forget that they can go. Yeah. Um, I I tweeted this while I was watching the match. I genuinely think Kofi Kingston is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah. Like everything he does is so crisp and smooth and good. Any one of them could have a great individual run. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's why I'm thinking like you don't need to split them up, but maybe have Xavier or somebody Just win the US title a little bit. Yeah. Like have them win the title and then have that title be part of the new day. Yeah. Um. And have them back him up. Uh. Like in his matches, they don't yeah. always have to be the tag team, but there's no reason to split them up in order for them to go single. Yeah. Exactly. Or, or Big E would make more sense. Yeah. So like yeah. go single, have Kofi and Xavier team, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, you're right about Kofi. Genuinely think he's one of the most underrated superstars of all time. And he's won a fucking shitload of championships. Like 27 or something, ridiculous. Um, and he's, yeah, you're right, he's smooth, he's crisp. I can't remember, he must be in his 40s now. Or late 30s, actually, because he was quite young, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I wouldn't say 40s at all. Maybe late 30s. Um, very agile, just, yeah, quick still. Let's all do a quick bet. What do you What do you reckon? I reckon thirty six. I was gonna say thirty seven. Matt. I'll say thirty eight. <laughs> oh. He is thirty six. Fourteenth uh. of August. It's his birthday on Tuesday. Oh, so I'm basically right. <laughs> no. <laughs> if if our, if our listeners consist in, almost entirely of Arsenal fans, which I hope they don't, I'm completely <laughs> right. <laughs> Until he turns 37, he's 36. <laughs> no, he's 37 the day after his 36th birthday. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, God. Um, but I'm essentially right. I was close to you. Sardo Sarkodi Mensa. Mensa. Um, he was born in Ghana. Born in, yeah, it's true. Lived in Philly, though, right? Boston. Boston, damn it. Uh, anyway, moving on. From America. That. The match. <laughs> it's a big place. Uh, the match was brilliant. Hats off to the New Day, who won the match, but hats off also to Sheamus and Cesaro, who in what, two weeks have gone from probably an afterthought to the main event, which is pretty impressive, and put in the best match on the whole of the week's worth of wrestling, I thought. And when, when you think about it, there, there was no way there was nowhere this match could have been but the main event. It's true. Yeah. With what was at stake and the amount of time they ended up getting, if you were to then like, if you were to have that three three quarters of the way in and then yeah. follow it up with a random match like Shinsuke or something, it yeah. would have been a bit. Ugh. Yeah, there wasn't anything else that really could have been man man of the match. It's always Maybe. annoying though. What? SummerSlam match isn't going to be one tenth of how good this was. Yeah, yeah a little bit. I, I, as long as it's on the main show, because New Day deserve it. I think. I mean, the match could be good if they go through the route of. Um, Just have it be a car crash. Make a mis- car crash. Or Bludgeons make a mistake, and New Day take over, and they look like they might be able to actually win, like pick up the win genuinely. Or, or even get if they so close, not quite happen, and they get beaten, and then that would be a good match. Or even if they do win, but they snatch it. Yeah. They don't have to beat them with the midnight hour. It could be there's a malfunction at the junction with the Bludgeon brothers. Um, and yeah, a roll up or something. So yeah, something like that. 
be fun. I think Blood Jumbo. Have Xavier get involved from outside, hit him with a trombone. I think Xavier will be in the match. Yeah, probably. Which wouldn't make sense because Kofi, K- Kofi and Big E earned, earned it. it yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought there was going to be Xavier and Big E yeah, based off. Did the yeah, because he said you two way. later have an opportunity. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. That was funny. Um, really good crowd this week as well. Good crowd, yeah. Um, Helps when you've got good content. That is true. Um, I, I, I also liked just going back to the AJ thing. They they didn't ignore. The fact that obviously they've worked together and known each other for years. Yeah. Um, and also, TNA land over in Florida. Is it? It's where it was all filmed before, back in the day. Oh, right, because they're based in Nashville now, aren't they? Um, well, they're currently they're doing all their TV tapings in Canada, in oh, Toronto. Oh, right. Well, um, they were based in Nashville. Back, back in the day, but in like prime TNA, um, it was all, all Orlando. Yeah. So all that crowd has migrated to full sale, really. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, Who, speaking of full sale, speaking of Orlando, the Young Bucks this week were at a Q&A at full sale. And apparently, according to online reports, sale, that's weird. within 20 minutes of them getting off the plane, were contacted by WWE agents. <laughs> As as a, apparently, just reading this all online, WWE are really aggressively going after the top tag teams in the world. And I mean, to be fair, they have people like the Revival, AOP, that they're not using correctly. Yeah, Usos. Um, rumors are. Okay, I'd be like, well, you're not using the talent properly anyway, so why should we come? I suppose it depends on the kind of person you are, though, because you could be the kind of person to be like, well. I'm going to make you use me correctly. Um, reports are supposed... Well, there's Kenny Omega's contract, so it's supposedly up with New Japan in January. So people are reckon there's a rumour... Not a rumour. There's a fantasy booking going around that they um, turn up at the takeover for the Rumble weekend and attack the Undisputed Era and get in a rivalry with them. All three of them. That'd be sick. Um, but I pers- yeah, I personally, with the hype that they'll be, although obviously they'll, they'll almost certainly be used better, is they've got to go main roster straight away. Yeah, I mean, I, I still, I'm still not sold in the WWE. Their their gimmick these days though is just the fact that they're the best tag team in the world. Like they're then they're not about the the suckets and the two sweets and the flippy shit anymore. They're heavyweights now. Yeah. I guess so. Um, so, yeah, I'm still not convinced that they are, are ever actually going to sign. I would would like it to happen. Um, it doesn't bother me if they don't. I'll just watch them on the indies instead. But yeah, I would just because I, I was thinking about while I was watching this the, the tag team match I was just thinking about Kofi Kingston which made me tweet how he's one of the best I was watching him and going I'd love to see him against someone like Kenny Omega and just a bunch of the indie guys yeah that'd be so good but yeah but you're right um, rumours are plenty oh, rumours and innuendo um, so we should probably end it there on Smackdown <laughs> which we did um, 
we did actually end talking about SmackDown a while ago. Matt, you have something in store for us before we finish, don't you? I do indeed. Been on to my mate Skillet again. Whoop whoop. And Skills, friend of the show. Given us a random question for today. And it is, I will read it out for you. You could say it was Skillet's random question. Copyright. You, you could say. <laughs> Registered trademark. Question, copyright. We are not liable for this. <laughs> well, someone's got you. Hold it. on. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> so, what is your favourite Eddie Guerrero match? Ooh. So, I'll I'll put what skill it's put. He is put. It's a toss up between ECW Eddie Guerrero versus Dean Malenko. Yeah, I remember that match. Or Eddie versus Ray at Halloween Havoc. All right. Do you want to give? Should I give mine? For me, it is Eddie versus Brock Lesnar and No Way Out. Is that, that more for the moment than the match? Yes. Yeah, I think that'd be a lot of people's. Like, it's it's probably his defining moment. Yeah. I reckon my favourite is um, from SmackDown, a ladder match against Edge. Good match, good match. For, I believe it's just the US title? Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, really good match. And was apparently um, the start of um, well, when Edge first noticed his neck problems. Well, when he got forearmed. And he fell backwards onto a ladder on the floor. Yeah. Um, and you, you see him hit the ladder, and he suddenly just goes like, he stiffens up, and he just goes like, oh, fuck. Oh, really? <laughs> um, you can actually almost pinpoint the moment where his career went. Well, yeah. went before it went from strength to strength, he uh, was in some trouble. Yeah, so I, that that's my my favourite. I, I watched highlights from that pretty recently, actually, only a couple of weeks ago. So, fresh in the mind, and my favourite Eddie match. Yeah. Um... I, I'm torn. Um, like Natalie, <laughs> perhaps unsurprisingly, both of his matches feature Kurt. The, the two matches feature Kurt Angle. So there's the, the WrestleMania 20 match, Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle, where Eddie comes up with the ingenious way of winning. With you know, where Angle taking his boot, boot off, off and, and that. Um, and I thought that was great. Uh, underrated that match, I think, on a you know a pretty decent WrestleMania card. Um, the second one, and I think might actually top it, was a, a six-person, well, a, six, a three-way tag team match uh, with well, for the tag titles against Ray and Edge and Benoit and Angle at Survivor Series in 2002. That was a hell of a match. Yeah. It's the sort of match that now you look at and think, right, that was still the show, so it would have been... It, that just shows you how good it was back in 2002. Yeah. It's such a way. Much because of well, yeah, for obvious obvious reasons, they don't want to mention Chavo Guerrero that much. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously, we know why. Um, but yeah, it was just great. It was a classic. I think this is a classic, underappreciated. Yeah, uh, probably forgotten about. It's the kind for of match understandable reasons. You you would reckon you would get from New Day at the bar and use those today. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Um, and that would be a, a show stealing match and so it just shows you back in 2002 hold on I've oh what what's the matter 
No, we were just you know how we were saying about his Renee and Beth Phoenix for the for evolution. Yeah. There's a tweet here. It says the 2018 hashtag May Young Classic announced team with a picture of Beth Phoenix, Renee Young, and, and Michael, Michael Cole. Cole. With the, with, well, I think it's with maybe for the final. Right. And he'll 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 be there throughout the entire show. I see. But he'll also he'll do the final as opposed to Mauro, yeah. which is a bit of a kick in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's because Michael Cole is closer to a female than Mauro Ronaldo is. <laughs> well, I don't know. Mauro Ronaldo is bipolar. What's that got to do with anything? Personality, <laughs> mood swings. <laughs> Uh, right, well, on that note... It's a woman one day, a man the next. Thank you, Skillet, for your random question, by the way. Matt, yeah. give, uh, give Skillet a thank you on the old Instagram messenger. Cheers, mate. I'll slip into his DMs. <laughs> um, yeah, cheers, Skills. Uh, remember, the invitation is still there. Um, we need to get him on. We do, we do need to get him on. Um, right, so that probably brings the episode of... 39... Episode 39? Our birthday episode. I got the episode number wrong last week, so we thought it was 39. Yeah, I literally have last week's episode 38 right in front of me because I haven't opened my laptop since I uploaded it. (laughs) Fair enough. Episode 39. So, you know, that's 52 weeks. 39 episodes out of 52 is pretty good going. Yeah, it's all right. So we're a whole year Better than some. Better than some. Where are we at with our Twitter followers at the minute? Are we we hitting that 1,000 mark? Uh, We're 955. Nine five five. So we just and, need... and I suppose this time one year ago we would have been what Nine about five one five. <laughs> <laughs> if that. Um, so yeah, we're doing alright. Doing alright. Um, what were we actually on? Did you did you check that? Nine five five. Yeah. No, nine five five. Yeah, nine five five. You're right. It's still nine five five. So hopefully by next week we'll be on at least more than nine five five. Closer to the one thousand mark. Um, Speaking of Twitter, then, you can find us on Twitter at the underscore PWP and on Instagram at the underscore PWP. Um, Matt, where can they find you? At the Bear and Bumbilly. And Aiden, where can they find you on Twitter? At Aiden Bunker. And you can find me at Sally Bunker 88. We are also on Instagram. I don't do much other than post random stories these days. I've discovered Instagram stories. It's great. I love it. Yeah, I know. I've noticed this recently. <laughs> Just cooking. Here I am sitting outside in the garden. I was eating Ali Fresco. It was a joke. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it. I tagged PWP in that and everything. Did you? I did. I was wearing my PWP t-shirt. I saw that, but I didn't see the tag. Right, PWP shirt, you could say. Uh, I will. Um, so, yeah. We should do merch. We should do merch. We've got, we got mugs, notepads, which I don't actually know where my notepad is. That's bad. Yeah, I don't know where mine is. I think it's under the coffee table. Got, we've got mugs, notepads and t-shirts. Uh, what else do we need? Sheena Baszler's birthday today, by the way. She's 38. So. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah. We, don't, we, we need merch. We'll come up with some merch. Anyway, so thank you for listening, if you did. Um, and if you're hearing me say this, then clearly you have. Um, we very much appreciate it. Thank you for listening over the course of the last year. One year old. Who can believe it? Who thought we'd get this far? Um, but we have. And we hope to carry on for at least another year. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, so thank you for listening. Uh, I've been Ali Bunker. I've been joined by Aidan and Matt. Thanks for listening to the PWP. And I will see you next week.